and uh, we should be recording. Okay, alright, good. Oh, shit. I don't know if there's a lot of disturbance in the mic this time around, but whatever. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, welcome to another episode of Daddy Knows Death. I'm your host, GB Takung, the priest of the princes. Hey, it's good to be back. I kind of like took a week off, you know? And it's crazy because it's like you take a week off of work and it's like, I only wanted to get back to work, but um, now I'm a bit more excited because I updated uh, some cameras and some microphones around me, so the sound should be a little bit better. It should be. I don't <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but either way, man, let's get back to it. Okay, so uh, in the last week where I didn't post any episodes, a whole, a whole fucking lot has happened, or, or nothing much has happened, depending on where you are, who you are, and how you live. Um, so let's, so let's just get to the meat of the matter and, um, let me, let me, uh, give you an understanding of where I've been, okay? So, like, I'm, I'm an individual who has, uh, sickle cell anemia, right? So I usually have to take, uh, a large amount of time just to take care of myself and make sure that my body is in the best condition possible for me to live okay so this this is what i want to talk about that we especially we as black people come on now we as black people we know we know that we just don't seem to trust hospitals doctors or any type of medical uh procedure now this isn't for no this this isn't this is not for no reason is what i'm saying it's like you know when when you understand that the tuskegee experiment didn't happen one time it, it happened from for 40 straight years from the 1930s to the 1970s and not just in tuskegee university but in various places around the world it should be natural for you to be suspicious of the medical industry it should be natural for any black man or women to be highly suspicious of the medical industry just knowing how low uh, our survival rate is in the hospital, how low our birth rates are in the hospital. And um, for anybody who has ever been to the hospital a significant amount of times in their life, like me, you'll understand that nine out of the ten doctors you talk to are just fucking idiots just completely goddamn stupid and don't worry I can say that I am the smartest man who ever lived nine out of the ten doctors you will come across are entire fucking idiots and that's because of the very principle on which they have based the understanding of medicine okay so the understanding of medicine that most doctors get their idea from it usually comes from the idea of the germ uh, remember that dude Pasquale, Pascal, Pasteur, so, you know, the dude who invented the uh, Pasteur, Louis Pasteur, the pasteurization process, right, the pasteurization process is like, it works like this, so they milk a cow, they milk a cow and they realize that when milking a female cow, there is a large degree of pus and blood in the milk, right, so um, they feel like that you shouldn't drink that. Well, of course you shouldn't drink that. You shouldn't drink a cow's milk because that cow's milk is there for baby cows. That's why it has pus and blood in the milk 
because the mother cow is giving the baby cow nutrients. Your human beings aren't supposed to drink milk at all. However, still, Louis Pasteur came up with an idea in which you flash heat the milk called the pasteurization process. And Louis Pasteur believes that this eliminates all germs that is within the milk and what you're drinking there afterwards is just clean, clean, clean milk. Okay, so this is obviously wrong, alright? Uh, the flash eating process in order to kill certain germs that are in the milk, this is an asinine attempt, right? Because we understand that there are germs that can exist at uh, higher levels of temperature and germs that can still exist at lower levels of temperature. Flash heat or flash freeze isn't going to get rid of them. Only your own body's natural immunity can help you in actually getting rid of uh, adverse bacteria that's in your body, what, what we call germs or what we call an effect an infection. Alright, only your inner, uh, what do you call it? Uh, God damn it, why did I just lose the word? Your inner, your inner immune system. Why did I lose that word? That's strange. Anyways, only your inner immune system. Alright. We're coming across an argument, or maybe we're not coming across the argument because people have stopped talking about it, but I'm pretty sure they'll bring it back up uh, pretty soon in the future. But we came across an argument in 2020 about what is natural immunity and what good can a vaccination do for the people. And, um, you know let's let's go ahead and break this down scientifically i think i may have spoke about this in previous episodes of daddy knows death but uh i don't know it kind of does it doesn't matter uh, you know going back over certain topics is actually a good thing because like i said this is a one-man show and i don't necessarily remember uh what i may have said like you know seven episodes ago so it's good to repeat what you know what it is just for clarity's sake all right when we're talking about COVID, when we're talking about things like your, your immune system, when we're talking about things like vaccination, we're going to have to break it down scientifically. Um, and we're going to have to use terms and belief systems that the modern scientific uh, base, uh, you know, you know understands. So let's go ahead and take a look at COVID, what they call the SARS-CoV-2 uh, virus. Um, and the way it was first described to us is that this is a zoonotic disease that is airborne that uh, somehow originated within Wuhan, China and spread across the world because of it being airborne. Okay, and I've said this before, how impossible it is for a virus to be airborne. Okay, like a person with a cold can sneeze next to you and you catch his cold because you were next to that person. You will not be on the other side of the planet and somebody sneezes and you catch that specific cold. Like that's completely unreasonable. You know, especially when you're talking about the rate at which this disease did spread across the world. It, come on now, you would think it spread through the cell phone as fast as it went across the world like holy fucking shit like let's let's break it down scientifically kids all right when we're when we're talking about biology uh bioorganisms and disease 
we're, we're going to have to go into the world of the microscopic. And in the world of the microscopic, there are different kinds of rules that are at play because there are different elements happening in the world of the microscopic. So let's imagine that uh, if you've ever seen the movie like Osmosis Jones or, uh, you know, Magic School Bus. So just imagine that you're the size of an amoeba or you're the size of a cell, okay? The world around you operates entirely different when you're the size of a cell compared to being the size of a human being. Um, you know, this should be obvious, but, you know, not, not everybody understands the obvious. So, you know, the world just doesn't work the way you think it does, especially at different levels. What I'm trying to say is, an airborne zoonotic virus at the, at the microscopic size of a cell you're, you're going to have to understand how ridiculous that is, okay? And I'm going, and you know, and I'm telling you because it, it, it's like this: there's there are far too many particles of air, nitrogen, uh, carbon dioxide, carbon. Uh, there are skin cells in the air, hair follicles in the air, uh, you know, plants, animals other microscopic creatures literally in the air there it's so dense between between my finger and my thumb like right here if you're watching this between my finger and my thumb is a dense highly dense level of microscopic bioorganisms it's not just air and nitrogen it's not just you know a little bit of uh you know, it's not just a little bit of water. It's not just, you know, um, the smell from your mama's cooking. There is things, living things, that do exist in the air between you and another person or between you and any other person in the world. For an airborne virus to really be airborne, it would have to be especially virulent. Virulent meaning that this virus has enough power and enough gumption in itself that it wants to continue to propagate across the world in different forms. So if it started, if such a thing as SARS-CoV-2 started in China and somehow made its way across the globe to America, to the West, to Russia, to, you know, Africa, you know, first off, I would have to say that that's impossible for a virus to travel through the air. There are too many things between uh, any two people in the air right now that would guarantee a virus reaches me just because somebody else coughed or sneezed. Now, if I am especially close to this person and we're breathing the same air, okay, they cough or sneeze, I could definitely catch whatever bacteria they have. Now, the next part we have to go, and, and no, we, we probably need to, there's probably like a whole hour we need to, you know, stick on uh, just the air. Okay, you guys really don't know what the air is. It, well, of course you don't. You don't see the air. So it's hard for you to imagine what the air is. But it is a combination of O2, nitrogen, carbon dioxide, carbon itself, microscopic carbon particles, microscopic skin cells, microscopic biological cells, hair follicles, uh, plant seed, dander, dirt, dust. Like the air is actually incredibly dense with uh, biological and microscopic information. So you're telling me that something that is as, as dense as 
how, how should I put it, that is as dense as a packed Jamaican club, okay? Imagine you're going to the club, imagine you're, and this club is packed from door to back door, packed. And, and you need to catch up with your girlfriend who's at the bar on the other side of the club, okay? You're COVID. Now, do you think you're going to have an easy time just walking through the club to make it to the bar where your girlfriend's at? You, you think that's going to be easy? No, of course it's not going to be easy. You're going to bump into a whole lot of people. You're, you know, some people may even knock you over. You might even have to get in a fight. And all you wanted to do was get to the bar where your girlfriend was, bruh. So this is what I'm saying. This is how dense the air is for a zoonotic microscopic virus to have made it to you because people in China were coughing and sneezing is absolutely absurd. If you can't easily make it to the other side of a club, you know, to go and talk to your girl, there ain't no way a virus makes it to the other side of the world, okay? Now, let's say you do catch this virus. Let's say you've been hanging out, you've just been outside. You've just been outside and you've been fucking around with people and you've been touching what other people touch. You've been hanging around people who don't look so healthy. You know, you've, and you've been in an area of closed space where if somebody coughed, you definitely breathed in what they just coughed out. This is why I don't like getting in elevators with large amounts of people. Like, no, I don't like being in closed spaces with large amounts of people in it. Maybe me and one other person because I refuse to be breathing the same air as these peons and they fucking cough and get me sick when I'm doing everything I can to make sure I'm at the peak health and they're just walking around on some humbug shit feeling comfortable to cough in an elevator. That's gross. Okay, so maybe if you're that close to another person, yeah, yeah, you know, you're, you're probably going to catch COVID or, or something like that. Now, the next question is the human immune system. The human immune system and uh, how, how good is it? How well can we trust our own immune systems? You know, like, shit, man. And, you know, if I catch a disease right now, should would I be able to trust myself to beat it? Well, the reality is, is that yes, you can trust yourself to beat it because you're beating diseases and microbacteria every single day. Within the human body is actually a huge, if not millions, of microbacteria that are foreign to the human body are actually within you know you know your body within your lungs within your heart within your bloodstream especially within your stomach right now the key here is is that the human body does have defenses available to itself in which the human body can fight off any microbial organism that it deems to be a threat to the existence of the human body okay so there's a reason why I, I don't know, it, it should be pretty obvious, but I don't. I guess people don't like it when you say, well, how did your grandma and grandpa make it? You know, if there were diseases back then, and, and, you're, and you managed to get here, so, so how did your grandma and grandpa make it? You know, people don't want don't to answer that, but your grandma and grandpa made it because they had immune systems. They had immune systems, and they're in an environment where their body was actually constantly under attack by microbioorganisms, and so they're able to build up strong immune systems. Here's the key problem with understanding the immune system. They believe that the immune system works just like a muscle and 
you know, it does and it doesn't at the same time. So the belief scientifically, biologically, medically is that your immune system may not have, you know, all right, like I said, you have to equate it to uh, lifting weights. And so scientists view your immune system as some weak and scrawny guy who can't bench press for shit. So they come up with a thing called a vaccine. And a vaccine is basically your immune system hitting the gym. It's going to go into the gym and it's going to lift those weights. It's going to try to fight back against this mini virus because what a vaccine is, is that scientists basically take a dead version. I put that in quotes because a virus shouldn't be living or dead. A virus is just a program. So I don't know what they mean by the dead version of the virus. Like unless unless I wasn't in school when they taught that but you know I was in school when they taught that but anyways there you know a vaccine is where scientists create a dead version of the same virus inject it into your body so your body has experience seeing and identifying what is a negative microbial organism and creating the proper T cells and antibodies to destroy that organism so basically, you know, it's like your immune system goes to the gym and the vaccine is the scientist giving your immune system the weights it needs to be strong enough to fight back against COVID if the actual COVID should ever get to you. This is the idea behind the vaccinations. This is why they're so fucking wrong. And this is why so many vaccinations either don't work or come with uh innumerable side effects that you that are just horrid 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 to to live through and uh they are wrong because of this no two people have the exact same human body of course so so how is it that you're creating one universal vaccine for two people who are absolutely different you know, that same doctor wouldn't prescribe those same two people the same drugs. So why are you giving those two people the same vaccine? So you're trying to universally, uh, like, synchronize everybody's, you know, immune systems into, you know, what exactly? You know, what? I don't know. Because um, this is the mystery behind the vaccines themselves. When you look into the science of the vaccines, you're going to start to hear something called mRNA vaccines. Okay, so let's go into what mRNA is. Uh, for, for those of you who don't care to open up a book, mRNA is basically one half of DNA. DNA is basically uh, chemical proteins that spiral together, you know, like the twin spiral together, and they form the human body and human functions uh, because your DNA twists together the DNA twists together to form proteins those pro no the DNA twists together to form chromosomes the chromosomes form proteins the proteins then form tissue the tissue then becomes flesh your flesh is your human body so you can think of DNA as the programming language of the human body I think I definitely said this before, but you know, it is what it is. We're gonna, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna, we, you know, we get, we gotta do an overview. <laughs> we gotta do an overview of all the information that we missed out in the last week. But anyway, 
this mRNA vaccine based mRNA, like I said, is one half of the DNA that constructs your human body. Why only half the DNA? Okay? Half of the DNA because your DNA comes in two parts. The physical creation and the metaphysical creation. Or you can think of it like the flesh body and the light body. Your DNA does two things. It will either create the chemicals you need for your fleshy existence, your you know your your fleshy existence, or it will create the energy you need for your light existence. Your light existence meaning that at the same time that you have a body made of flesh and bone, you also have a body made of light and energy and electricity. Uh, this is literally the electricity is flowing through you all the time electricity is in your brain It's in your eyes. It's in your tongue. It's in your mouth. It's in your stomach uh, This electricity gives off light, you know, whenever you uh, have an emotional burst Maybe an out, you know an outburst of rage or anger or depression This is because of frequencies of energy that are in your brain so half of your DNA constructs your flesh half of your DNA constructs your electricity, your light. So they use the mRNA vaccine, they use the mRNA of the virus in order to, I mean I really don't know because I'm not a geneticist who created the vaccine so I don't know what their real objective was but I can only imagine that if they're trying to put half of uh, the physical DNA into the vaccine and then inject that vaccine into you then I'm thinking that they're only doing this in the hopes that your body will start replicating uh, the virus itself and start replicating uh, uh, what they call spike proteins. So when you start developing spike proteins, this is because your DNA formed into chromosomes and those chromosomes formed into proteins. Now, like I said, those, pr those proteins can affect your flesh and your body in, in certain different ways. They can affect, they can affect other people's flesh and bodies because like I said if you're within a certain close vicinity to another person you begin sharing biological information just because of the air you breathe in and breathe out just because of the particles of air and skin that pass between you you know but your body is strong enough to fight against anything that would give you a negative or adverse feeling to your to your bodily functions however the key here is when they give you an mRNA vaccine, they are doing so under the pretense that it's mRNA so your body won't be able to recognize what it is until the DNA fuses with it and it begins to replicate into spike proteins. You know, a lot of, and a lot of people, I guess, last year were scared because, oh, the vaccine causes people to create spike proteins and that might get people sick, blah, blah, blah. Look. 99% of medical science is a complete goddamn guess. It's a complete motherfucking guess. Okay? They do not know for sure how one drug or any drug will affect a person because, like I said, no two people are the same, no two bodies are constructed the same way. So, even if somebody did take the vaccine, and, and let it be known, I am not somebody who is against the vaccine. If you need to take the vaccine for your own health, please do so. If you do not want to take the vaccine for your own health, please do so. This is about the freedom 
This is about freedom and the knowledge. Okay, so I'm giving you the knowledge so you can make a better choice in your freedom. Now, like, back to uh, the purpose of mRNA vaccines. Like, usually, you know, because no two bodies are constructed the same way, no, two, no one vaccine will affect two people in the same way, no one drug will affect two people in the same way, and because of which, even though there have been those who have taken the vaccine, it could have been simple as uh, your body recognized what the chemicals in the vaccine was and just completely flushed it out of you. This is a reality because your body can do this. Your body can recognize chemicals and substances, microbioorganisms that are within your body and your body will say, hey, I don't like it, flush it out. And you know, so sometimes a person may have taken a vaccine and this is where you find that they still catch COVID later because the body itself may have just flushed out the vaccine and not have used any of it. This is a possibility. This is a possibility because there are a lot of chemicals that are included in the vaccine in order to make sure that the vaccine is fresh. Because you're talking, when you're talking about a vaccine, you're actually talking about a vial. Man, I usually have my vials like up here. I can show you guys a vial. But you usually have like a vial of biological information. The reality is, is that a vaccine or any biological information contained in a small jar or vial, it probably doesn't have any more than a 24-hour lifespan. Okay, so this is why it's highly unbelievable that this was a zoonotic airborne virus because, you know, like, how, what's the lifespan of this virus if it managed to make it all the way across the world in a week? Like, no, usually viruses aren't able to live outside of a host organism of a host organism for more than 24 hours. Uh, the vaccines are designed the same way because, like I said, it takes half of the DNA of the virus itself, the mRNA vaccine. So they have to include preservative chemicals into these vaccines in order to make them last longer so that way it can be shipped across the Atlantic Ocean make it into like a port on the east coast of America and then it has to go into a truck which travels across continental America to make it to some patient in the middle of America like Wyoming. All of that time and travel and money is uh, invested into these vaccines and not only that there are preservatives in the actual chemical of the vaccine itself to make sure that it's able to last the entire duration of the trip before it gets injected into your body. The issue here is, is that the chemicals that they use in order to the chemicals that they use in order to preserve these vaccines, your body will pretty much recognize are toxic. You know, they do use a small degree of mercury and some other chemicals in order to help preserve uh, the you know the the vaccine. You know, they say that it's all it's it's a negligible amount of mercury. You don't have to worry about the mercury and the vaccines. You don't have to worry about that. It's just it's a negligible amount of mercury. Don't worry about the mercury. Don't worry about the most poisonous substance on the planet to human beings. Don't worry about a little bit of it. You can handle a little bit of it. Like nigga, I don't care if I can handle a lot of it. I don't want none of it in my system. But scary for those who took this vaccine but anyways your body has the ability to recognize that there are poisonous substances within this vaccine 
and your body has methods in which to isolate the poisons, to isolate the chemicals that it does not want, and it has ways to flush those chemicals out of your body. So, uh, you know, so when talking about the human immune system, what we're not talking about is how to actually boost and strengthen the immune system. Instead, you know, modern medical science would want you to would want your immune system to be permanently uh, added, to be permanently limping. So that way you have to go to modern science and you have to go and take constant vaccines to act as a crutch for your immune system. And I mean, look, man, human beings are strange. Human beings are different. There are no two of the same people on the planet. So it could be that, you know, little Timmy needed to get a vaccine or else that virus was going to murder him. Um, it, or it could be, you know, uh, little Johnny doesn't need the vaccine because he just has a great immune system. And, you know, he's just not going to catch the virus. These are realities that the so-called scientific medical industry does not allow you to understand, does not allow you to perceive, because at the root of everything is how they sell, sell, sell uh, health to you. How they sell health and staying alive to me. And because, see, see, this is the problem that I have with the vaccine and COVID itself is that it began as a psychological political attack rather than a scientific understanding of what is this thing called COVID. You know, like I, you know, you can still barely get into any information as to what exactly COVID fucking is. Now that I think about it, like, does anyone even know <laughs> actually what it is? You know, who's not, does anybody know who's not a geneticist? I mean, okay, like you, usually you would have to be a virologist or a geneticist to get that kind of uh, information. But e either way. The very presentation of something like COVID and it going across the world as fast as it did, which is which is incredible. Come on now, which is incredibly ridiculous for something like like COVID to have gone across the world as fast as it did. But okay, it did, it did. And then the problem is, is that especially here in America, you saw it become more of a political fight than it was uh, allowing the scientists to have the research and the wherewithal that they need in order to scientifically and biologically fight this. So I have to ask, did any of these politicians know that this was coming beforehand? You know, because they seem to, like, this is what I don't understand about the political fight that, you know, that COVID presented. They immediately tell you, you know, they give you what you, things that you can do to avoid COVID they give you um, options that you can do in case you do catch COVID and um, how you can improve your life after COVID should you survive. Yes, this is all necessary. However, the biggest battles are how do we politically manage the people? How do we manage their emotions? How do we manage their perceptions? How do we manage their beliefs in order to get them to go along with a certain narrative? And, and so this is where, this is where we're going to pick up, this is where we're going to pick up, uh, pick up like we dropped, but we never dropped, we're just, we're just back in action, okay, but this is where we pick up where we left off, alright, 
you have to the, where, where we left off was like how to get people an understanding that such things as the Illuminati and shadow organizations are real conspiracy theory conspiracy theory my issue is if you're a black person you have to believe in conspiracy theory I don't want to hear no bullshit out of no black person's mouth that they don't want to hear no conspiracy theory this this nigga is washed bro if he's like man conspiracy theories are a lie because conspiracy theories are just a lie and it's any nigga who says that bro wash that nigga bro he's the dumbest motherfucker on the planet bro that brainwashed nigga he probably thinks white pussy you know fucking tastes better than black pussy the idiot and guess what it don't <laughs> it fucking don't <laughs> that's a fact alright that's a fucking fact from from the priest of the princess to you you know like black pussy tastes better but anyways <laughs> we're, we're talking about the you know the concept of conspiracy because here's the thing when they say conspiracy right the word conspiracy was you know uh, you know or its origins in the word conspire whatever whatever they just designed it so that way whenever they mention the word conspiracy or conspiracy theory that this places whoever they sought to attack with the word conspiracy outside of the norm of society you know and emotionally nobody wants to be kicked out of society nobody wants to be outside of the norm of of reality and the world that they live in nobody wants to be outside of it so this is why many people just fight against conspiracy theory because they're more afraid of being an outcast in their society so this is why you find um, a lot of white people don't like to get into conspiracy theory because if they do, they'll become outcasts. And most of the white people who are big proponents of conspiracy theories are outcasts of their society. But I'm saying for black people, you must be a conspiracy theorist because we had to have deal dealt with realities, realities that aren't just conspiracy. We had to deal with 40 years of, you know, I'm not even going to mention like Jim Crow, slavery, the abuse, you know, that white people have done to blacks. Let's just mention things that are historically, scientifically true. Uh, Tuskegee University, the Tuskegee experiments that lasted for 40 straight years when they gave black people syphilis and then just watched them. Then just watched them. They would inject them full of syphilis and then watch them watch them to see what they do where they go who they fuck where they eat their attitudes their beliefs all of that they just watch them they just watch them in order to see what are the effects of syphilis on the human body you know so and they didn't even tell black people about this until the 1980s 10 years after they supposedly closed the program supposedly closed the program so no if you're a black person then nah bro i'm a I'm gonna need you to start believing in these conspiracy theories because they are attacking you directly. You know, and, and your idiocy, you're trying to be the cool nigga who's friendly with white folks who don't believe in conspiracy theories. Your dumbass, your dumbass is about to go ahead and walk into a bathroom. No, you, what, what, what I know I said this before. Yeah, how you control people's perceptions, right? You're about to walk into a gas chamber just because it was labeled a bathroom. You know, that that's that's what I feel like saying to niggas who don't believe in conspiracy theory and shit like that. It's like, so why don't you ask questions? 
Why don't you ask questions? Is it because you're afraid of being an outcast? Is it because you want to fit into some mold of society that doesn't even care for your own existence? And, you know, is that why you don't believe in conspiracy? Like, that is just, it's absolutely insane. You know, because it should be natural that you want to learn more about the things that you don't know. And in doing so, you have to ask questions. In asking these questions, you're going to be labeled a conspiracy nut or a conspiracy theorist, but that's okay because you need to know for the sake of your well-being that nobody else is going to care to improve at all. So, you know, you, you have to ask these questions. You have to be aware of history. You have to be aware of how certain things affect you and your people primarily because here's the funny thing to me the moment they started talking about vaccines and like re remember America didn't like that vaccine talk at first America was like oh man I, I, I don't know about no vaccines boss like vaccines I mean shit that ain't no vaccines are kind of scary man I don't know about no vaccine now Americans Americans are so funny you know, and then like four months later, they're like, oh no, you got to take a vaccine. Take a vaccine. You have to take a vaccine. If you're not vaccinated, then blah, blah, blah. And it's like, who are you sheep? <laughs> who are you sheep? And why are you here? And why are you trying to tell me what to do? Because the crazy thing is, though, the moment they say, hey man, we got a vaccine ready. You know what the fuck they did? Bill Gates, literally, Bill Gates and his wife sat together. And you ain't never seen them sit together. You ain't never seen them sit together. Bill Gates and his wife sat together on national television and was like, yeah, man, I think these niggas need a vaccine first. You know, matter of fact, yeah, I think it's these poor Latina and African-American communities that need this fucking vaccine. And it's like, whoa, shit. God damn it, Bill. Fuck. I mean, I, I, I like playing the Xbox, but, you know, I don't like you that goddamn much, Bill. Why do you think I need the vaccine before... The white folks who got COVID need the vaccine. Why do you think it's me? This is how you understand that this was a political attack. This is how you understand that there is a such thing as an Illuminati. This is how you understand that you must be the type of nigga that engages in conspiracy theory. Okay? Because you yourself need to, need to understand that, first off, there has been a dedicated attack on niggas in this America. Second, they have hidden a great deal of what is black history and black reality from black people. And, you know, and, and third, come on now, how, how long do you want to wait before you find out the truth? Another 50 years before they give you a small chunk of information that reveals that Martin Luther King Jr. was actually a part of, what was it, like a communist regime? No, 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 no. I think the conspiracy about MLK Jr. is the fact that uh, he was actually created and designed by uh, Jewish communists. Or Look, it, it doesn't matter. What I'm trying to say is, is that you need to question the world around you because there will be those who take over the position of, you know, your own self-autonomy, that take over the position of your thinking, that take over the position of your well-being, that take over the position of your thought. There are going to be those who try to take over that position, and you need to be willing to, 
you, you, you need to be willing to fight for your own sake and for your own well-being and this is where you have to ask questions and you have to lean into the conspiracy theories until you are comfortable with it with an answer and that's you know so this is the point and so this is where I'm like okay you you when you read the art of war right Sun Tzu's the art of war it states you understand the plan by observing the attack so uh, for us as black people we have to sit back and observe a lot because the sorcery the spells are getting more and more complex and as such they're going to start attacking us in more and more subtle ways and because of which we you know we are going to receive uh, deeper levels of damage you know within us so this so this is how you uh, you observe the attack and this is how you understand the plan you you look at what resources did your enemy come with then you also look at who does your enemy plan to attack then you also look at what ways shape time you you do all of these levels of observation primarily to give yourself an understanding of uh, what what does your opponent plan to do what is their goal how do they plan to achieve the goal and what do they want from you so in doing so you're going to start to understand that there's that there's a re that there's a reality that there's a reality that there has been an orchestrated attack on dark-skinned people throughout the world there is a reality that this orchestrated attack has continued on into the year 2022 and it may and it may look my niggas it may never end bro i don't know what nigga is telling you that it's about to get better out here for you it ain't that that nigga is struggling the nigga who says oh man it's about to get better for us niggas no that that nigga is struggling okay because it ain't it, it ain't about to get better unless you're you're willing to understand the truth of the world and the truth of the world that we live in and especially for us as black people we have to understand that we are playing a completely different game than everybody else on the fucking planet you know and I understand that for a lot of black people you know they they have worries about money wealth uh, you know you know younger black people but still a little bit older than me they just you know all of them just want to you know they, they just want to look like their like their life is doing well you know I'm pretty sure you've come across those niggas you've come across those niggas that always want to show off to you the, the, the motherfucker who don't care they always want to show off to you because somehow they feel like they're being graded on their life and so they want to play like it's show and tell and try to flex on the nigga next to them instead of working together with him to improve the well-being of them both you know like for, you know for some odd reason you know, no, well, not for some odd reason, niggas have that mentality. Niggas have that mentality because it was designed into them, uh, you know, by white society. But, you know, niggas hate it whenever you say uh, slavery, white supremacy, and um, what, what else? 
what else there are like three key triggers that'll let you know that you know that this nigga's a fucking loser when he can't handle the word slavery white society or black women that's it right there when a nigga can't handle you saying one of these three things black women white white society white supremacy or slavery this nigga's a loser this nigga's a fucking loser and he has deep deep self-esteem issues that he needs to go to therapy and work out because me as a black man I need to give my people the information that they need to know to improve their life so I can't hide from anything I can't hide from any truth and I can't hide from any lie because I have to parse through all of it in order to give my people the truth about what was said and what is so I have to look at the root cause of why anything happened and I have to understand that because that because of this root because of this cause this is what this is the effect and this is the effect it primarily has on my people you know this is my job and this is what I fight for this is what I do you know is educate so like I keep saying you know like what we as black people have been driven crazy by living in a world that we built but we did not create a world that you know we we had to wake up in a brand new understanding of what the world was and unfortunately this insanity comes with um, wanting to amalgamate or assimilate into society you know I think that that's like I've talked to a lot of black women and I believe that uh, you know, cool. I'm, I'm not. I'm not ever gonna bring up the issue with hair or looks or beauty with black women. But what I am gonna say is, is that a lot of black women have told me that uh, they need to assimilate into society in order to survive. They need to assimilate. That is where I believe the problem is in them wanting to assimilate or in them having to assimilate because of that they have to throw away their identity of themselves and their own history and start piggybacking off of what white history is but then just blackify it and this is the problem that you find in a lot of niggas and black women as well is that they just want the same position of power as white people but they just want to blackify it they want everything to remain the same but you know just put you know a black person in the white house or some bullshit like that and it's and this is where niggas got it fucked up because because I keep telling niggas and I think I just have to constantly repeat this statement is that you will never be able to collect enough dead white men to help living black people You'll, you'll never be able to do that, okay? That, that is just law. That is just law. That is just how America is designed for you to never have the wealth to truly bring about the change that you need because the change that you need as black people isn't change at all. It's actually the recognition of yourself and who you are in this world. You know, that's the key. So uh, this, this is where I have to continually fight against these niggas who want to be so gung-ho for assimilating into a white culture that has done nothing but made you a slave, 
made you a second-class citizen, and then made you, uh, you know, less than the worth of a dollar. You know, you know, for what? And and all for what? For nothing. For nothing. Because you know, for as much as these niggas have tried to assimilate, and and for as much as you know. They, they they just love their white girlfriend for as much as they love their white girlfriend. These niggas ain't living no good life. These niggas can't deliver no promises to their family. These niggas can't guarantee the well-being of their children or their or their grandchildren. You know, so what so what the fuck is the fucking point of assimilating into anybody's atmosphere or into anybody's world, white or black? You know, if you don't do it for yourself for the sake of your own well-being because you're the only person that can guarantee your happiness you're the only person who can guarantee your own children's happiness you know that's one of the biggest problems that we have as black people is that here's here's the key right nobody says nobody says hey i want to make a difference in the world and make sure that the world is a better place and and then they go have children okay you know, like, no, nobody, no, nobody chooses to make a difference for the positive and then has children. But the problem is, is that black people put all the weight of the world on their children in order so their children can make the difference that they couldn't live to see themselves. Because of which, you know, this is, this is why we're in such terrible turmoil because this is how curses and generational curses are passed down from generation to generation because each black person black woman black man black family feels like oh i'm gonna do it to make sure that my children live a better life than me no nigga do it so you live a better life for your own goddamn sake live a better life for you and you won't have to worry about the type of world that you're bringing your children into because you would actually be living a good life. If you don't feel like it's a comfortable world or it's a safe world for your children, if you don't if you don't feel like that, if you don't think that your black children are going to be treated fairly out here, I don't even know why you even have kids. Then if if you're out here having kids, you know, under the assumption that they're already going to be having some hardships then you've already passed a curse on to them. You've already told them, oh, you need to work two, three, four, five times as hard to only get half as far, and, you know, and, and it's like, this is a curse. This is a curse, you know, that, that black families put on their children because the black family themselves never fully assimilated into white culture. So they don't feel the black, the black family, the black fathers, grandfathers, grandmothers, so they don't feel as if they've ever gotten their uh, fulfillment out of life themselves and because they never got the fulfillment out of life for themselves you know they put they put it they make it incumbent upon their children to be able to you know live a fulfilled life because you know they they never had that and this is this is how curses are passed down from generation to generation because you're not happy living and dying as you are as the person you are and you're not willing to sacrifice who you are for those around you because of which you will always fail as black people this is how we fail because we do not focus on the power of the family on the power of upholding our 
our own cultures and and the power of upholding our own traditions is not necessarily something that has to. This isn't some. This isn't necessarily something that has to. Um, this, it'll never be solved with a vote, and it'll never be solved with a dollar. The the pain that black people feel on this earth, and I believe that some of the biggest lies, some of the biggest spells, some of the biggest illusions put upon my people is the fact that they are told that you'll get enough money and you'll be happy, that uh, you'll get enough fame to be happy, you'll, you'll somehow be assimilated and accepted by society so much you'll finally be happy only for you to finally look outside at all those people who have money and all the so-called acceptance and all that fame and, and they just tell you nothing but all the pain that they go through and all the strife that they go through you'll, you'll never not have a life of pain especially being black on planet earth you'll never not have a life of pain what you have to understand is that you cannot assimilate into white people's world and for as much as you know I try not to be racist I don't know I ain't gonna let it go because um, my people need this information and I need my people to know I'm speaking to my people so I mean that's just how this is gonna be because the reality is is that for us as black people we exist in an order of magnitude greater than every other person on the planet you as a nigga you know if you walk into a room and you see a white man a latino man a chinese man you know you're not worried about anything you know it's like okay cool just a regular room but if you walk into a room and you see three niggas four niggas you know you 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 might be like oh shit you know i need to keep an eye on these niggas i might need to put one eye on the back of my head just in case these you know i'm around niggas now you know these are some niggas shit can change very fast you know and you you understand that there is a higher presence of energy among you and your black people and this energy is not replicated among any other people on the planet there there is an order of magnitude difference between any one black person and any other person on this planet no matter who they are what we have to understand as black people is that it's cool if you want to go play with white folks in their sandbox if you want to go and you know vote earn money you know go be famous you know you can go look if you want to go be a billionaire you have to go ask that white man how to do it you have to that's just that's just the way the world is now you have to go ask that white man how to do it but if you want to get into heaven if you want to get into heaven you got to come to me the priest you got to ask this black man how to get into heaven because we don't have a lot of material wealth we don't have a lot of money nice cars nice home nice clothes we don't have a lot of that as far as black people are concerned but we got a lot of God we got a lot of God and we got the keys to get straight into heaven Okay, we 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 got a lot of we got a lot of God. We got the keys to get straight into heaven. And not only that, being a black person is such a privilege, such a, you know a paramount blessing, such a special great thing. You have to understand that there's there's no way you can't you can't get in this club 
know, the black club. The black club got no doors on it. Plenty of windows for motherfuckers to see in, but we got no doors. Okay, meaning we don't let niggas in. We don't let niggas out. You gotta be born in this motherfucker. And the only way you get out is when you die in this motherfucker. Ain't no doors. And these windows don't open. So, so, so we fucking flexing. We fucking flexing because we're the goddamn most special people on the planet and we have to understand that. Because it's not about how well can black people assimilate into white people's sandbox. You know, that's cool. You can assimilate into white people's sandbox. You can have fun playing with those white folks. But we as black people have a higher calling to do in this world. And that is we need to understand our relationship between us and God. And that that's it. That's it. We have to understand our relationship between ourselves and the God above us. Because for some odd reason, we keep being born into this world and experiencing nothing but pain degradation and being dominated by people who it's just absolutely obvious they are our inferiors however somehow somehow you know we are locked into this belief of wealth fame um affluence and materialism that has dragged us away from the reality that that we need to understand ourselves with and because we've been dragged away from that reality, uh, you know, this is this is where we have problems. This is where we have problems in our family. This is where we have problems in our relationships, and thus why we have problems in our society and why we don't have community. Because we haven't been able to fix these issues, you know. So, um, we'll we'll in more episodes of Daddy Knows Death, we're going to get to the root of these solutions. But for right now, the root of these solutions is for you to understand yourself as a God, okay? Like, like I don't even like saying the word black people, black man, black woman, because these are really gods. These are really gods, and then everybody else is a person. But if I don't let my people know that they are gods, and I give them the proof of them being gods on earth, then all of this will be for naught. So I'm going to tell you, black man, that you are God. I'm going to tell you, black woman, that you are goddess. That you need to believe in yourself more so than anything else in this world. Because you need to self-actualize, self-attainment, you know, self-empowerment, in order for so you can understand the reality of the world around you. Because this is for black people this is all about our conversation between us and God and if we don't understand ourselves as gods we'll never be able to sit at the table with God and and finally you know get an answer as to what the fuck you know this shit is <laughs> so so that's so that's what it comes down to honestly either way that that's an hour that's an hour of me fucking freestyling for you guys. You know, uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Hey, thanks. Thank you for listening to another episode of Daddy Knows Death. Where we talk about everything death, dying, the esoteric, and the occult. Why? Because the knowledge of death is therefore the knowledge of life. And you won't be able to live a good life until you have complete knowledge of death. 
And until you have complete knowledge of death, you will never have complete knowledge of the world, and thus, you will never be free. I'm your host, G.B. Takung, the Priest of the Princes. Thank you very much for listening to my one-man show, Daddy Knows Death. And, uh, yeah, new episodes every day, every other day. I promise I'm not going to take another week, or maybe I will take another week. Who knows, man? You know, this information is very precious. It's very precious, so it takes time to build. But thank you very much for listening. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's all. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, and bye-bye.